like I said in the introduction in the early stage of the podcast, you're doing so many incredible things, but that doesn't happen overnight. And I also recognize that there's probably things personally along the way, challenges that you found and faced that have inspired you to become a leader of change. Let's talk about, I guess, the foundational years of your life, childhood, you know, your earlier years. If you want to give us a rough idea of what that picture looked like and what sort of started to create the human being that is Holly Ransom? <laughs> I think uh, the, the best answer I can give is I was very lucky for two things. I was very lucky to have quite remarkable grandparents and a particularly remarkable grandmother. And then I was very lucky for the teachers and educators that were in my life uh, from a very young age, primary school, and then certainly through high school, who saw something in me well before I knew there was anything to be seen in myself and really encouraged and pushed me to take on leadership roles, to, to do extracurricular programs that exposed me to thinking and ideas that just catapulted my um, my development as a leader and my interest in what I was able to do in the world. But I, I really do think it started with my grandmother. I mean, she is a force. Uh, she's, what is she now? She'll be 90, gosh, 92 this year. And yeah, wow. uh, she's always been an incredible kind of moral compass for me. And I remember quite vividly my earliest memory, which I think is sort of, something that burned um, into my DNA, sort of what's become, I guess, a, a reference point for me and how I've made decisions from that point in my life onwards. We were shopping in a supermarket in, in Perth where I, where I grew up in, in Scarborough. And there was a man who was a giant at that age of my life. I would have been four or five. He looked enormous. Uh, and he was yelling at the woman, uh, the teenage girl who had was checking him out at the checkout. She'd given him the wrong change and this guy was really laying into her and letting, letting her know about it. And before I could blink, my like four, four and a half foot, five foot grandmother had inserted herself between said giant and this young girl on the checkout and pointed her finger up at him and said, how dare you talk to that young woman like that? You apologize. And I don't think this guy had ever been told off in his life because he, you know, took a second to take that in and went a little bit, you know, flushed in the cheeks and mumbled sorry and grabbed his stuff and wandered out of the store. And grandma proceeded like nothing had happened, paid for bread and milk or whatever we were getting and went to go out of the store before she realized I was still back in the queue, sort of, <laughs> sort of wetted, uh, fixed to the ground, watching all this play out. And she came back to grab me and I said, grandma, that was so brave. And said to me something I, I didn't understand the full weight of till much later in life. But she said, honey, if you walk past it, you tell the world it's okay. And what I've, I've come back to that moment many times in my life since, because I don't think, and it's often only with the benefit of reflection and, and maturity, we can work out what some of these earliest memories, I think they leave breadcrumbs for who we are and what we, what matters to us, the things that we recall um, from early in our life, because they stick for a reason. And when I think about that moment, I think it was powerful for a couple of reasons. The, the first was my grandma had no authority in the context of that day to do what she did. She wasn't store manager. She wasn't even, you know, the size of this guy. She wasn't, she wasn't anything that kind of meant that she should insert herself. And she didn't think twice about stepping in to do the right thing. And for me, that was a really significant reframe on what it means to be a leader. A leader doesn't mean having a title or occupying a corner office. You know, it means using the influence and choice that we all have every day um, to have a positive uh, impact in people's lives, whether we're doing that at scale in an organization, whether we're talking about the influence we've got on our kids or our friends, um, whether we're talking about uh, the way that we're doing that in our communities. 
Mm. And so for me, that was a really important reset that we all have moments we can step into every day and lead. I think the second thing was that she, she didn't tell me, she did it. And I think in a world where it's really easy to kind of talk and there's so much information and it's pretty overwhelming, what I loved about grandma that day is she didn't tell me if you walk past it, you tell it's okay, you know, tell the world it's okay. She just went on and did it. And from the earliest moment in my life, I knew what that meant because I saw it in action in front of me. So I think that was really significant. And when I look at the choices that I've made in, in my life and career, it can pretty much to a T link them back to when I saw something that I didn't think was okay and I wasn't prepared to walk past it. I thought, how do I dig my heels in here and try and do something? So that's a lot of the choices I've made with the organisations I've gotten involved with, the things I've said yes to, where I've chosen to volunteer, all that sort of stuff. It comes back to what grandma taught me. And then I think it comes back to the encouragement of my teachers that, you know, I could be a part of the solution and, and really pushing me to, to step into my ability to make a difference.